0: We all know that faith comes by hearing what? Okay, is that what the scripture says? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, yes? That means you have to have heard God first, but hearing is a present tense constantly have to hear I'll give you an example when Abraham was told to sacrifice Isaac he heard from God yes he got up yes he went to the mountain yes and he was about to sacrifice Isaac then God spoke to him yes then he stopped, yes? And Isaac was glad that Abraham listened to the Lord, yes? Imagine Abraham saying, I heard the Lord say, kill you and sacrifice you. He said that three days ago. Would that be current to what the Lord is saying now? So faith comes by what? Hearing. What did the Lord say to Abraham first? To kill Isaac. Then the second time what he say? Don't kill Isaac. So they are exact opposite instructions. But what were they meant for? To test Abraham's heart. And also for God to promise to Abraham Jesus Christ so you must constantly hear from God it's not good that you heard from God 20 years ago that's good at that time but have you heard from God today if you haven't heard from God today you will kill your Isaac no offense to you Isaac do you understand what I'm saying yes Abraham heard and he obeyed. So this is a constant relationship with God. Faith comes by hearing. Is hearing spiritual or physical? Ah, it's a physical sense. But God's God is what? Spirit. Then how do you know what God speaks? Because the spirit has to descend to the soul and that has to be obeyed by the body, yes? This is the process even Abraham had to go through, yes? You do You understand because God speaks to you in the spirit, yes? You all came to church today, yes? Hear the voice of God saying, go to church today with echo on it but you all came yes but you all believe that this is from the Lord yes you understand there is more in depth to this than meets the eye but you are made of spirit, soul and body that's a whole man yes yes That is in 1 Thessalonians 5.23. May whole being, that is what? Your spirit, soul and body. Yes? So you will have to hear from God through your spirit. And what you hear has to go through your soul. And if your soul says, no, whatever you hear in spirit is useless. And guess what? You will kill your Isaac. Am I clear on what I'm saying? Yes. So, when you talk about the spirit, if you're not born again, your iniquities have separated you from God. Remember we studied all this. Yes, I'm not going to go all that. Yes. But remember Adam, he found himself naked and he used to be clothed with Christ. Am I clear on this? Yes? So in Isaiah 59.2, your iniquities have separated you from God. It's not that the Lord cannot save you. But when you're born again, that changes. You're reconnected. You get a new spirit. Is that clear? Is it too loud for you? Is it clear? Yes? So we studied about the separated spirit. Yes? Last week, we studied about the soul, yes? How it was downcast. And you're asking, why are you downcast, yeah? Why? Because it's thoroughly defeated. It's vanquished. When you are not born again. Even if you're born again, if you fail to renew your mind, and you have a choice. That's why you say to your soul, why are you downcast? Trust in God you have to decide and the body will follow what the soul says and today we are going to study about that body now I will study this more deeply everybody says I, I, when I addressed this issue earlier that our home is in heaven but that is unscriptural our home is in our body. You understand? We will study this scripturally later when we come to it. That's why in when we are resurrected, we get a new body. If it's in heaven, you can exist without a body. Scripturally, the Bible says your home is in your body. Yes? And this body response to your soul when you are not saved mark 14 if you you don't have to go there but you 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 can it's mark 1432 to 38 it's before the betrayal of Jesus Jesus went to the garden called Gethsemane yes with whom Peter James and John yes what did he say to them? Sit here and pray while I go there and pray. So what did Jesus do? He prayed. What did the disciples do? They slept. So Jesus came and said, What? Why are you sleeping? Then he went away again one more time to pray. Yes? You understand? But he found them sleeping again. Yes? Then he said to them, Simon, why are you sleeping? Could you not watch and pray? You understand? Least you enter into temptation. Then Jesus said something. He said, "The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak." We find that in Romans seven. I do the things I don't want to do. Yes? But in Romans 7, ends with a Savior called Jesus Christ. You understand? The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. James 1, it says, Blessed is the man who endures. Hang on. Temptation you are tempted by what's in your heart. You see the connection. You have a body, you are tempted by what's in your heart. And if your spirit is willing, you are against a temptation. But if your flesh is weak, what happens? You follow the temptation, yes? And when you follow the temptation... And your desires of the flesh, it gives birth to sin. You understand? And when that sin is fully grown, it brings forth death. You understand the problem here, yes? So when the desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin, yes? And when sin, when it's fully grown, brings forth death. We are talking about the body. So what the soul desires, the body will fulfill. Yes? Coming back to Romans 7, when Paul is saying, I do the things I don't want to do, but the things I want to do, I don't do. Who will say me, over-wretched man that I am, but Jesus Christ. And therefore, I spoke about this last week, Romans 8, 1 says what? There is no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. You understand? So in Christ Jesus, He's the Redeemer. Even if you want to follow and you don't follow, there is no condemnation. But provided you are walking according to the Spirit, you get up and you come back. You might fall. In fact, it's guaranteed that we'll all fall. Because that is the nature of sin. Do you understand? But it has no power over us. So we do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Yes. If we walk according to the flesh, the when you read the whole book of Judges, everyone did what was right in their own eyes? That what the flesh dictates everyone did. Is that clear? Yes. Are you able to hear me properly? Yeah? Okay. Um, in James 14, 1, 14 he says, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. Study about that. So you when you are tempted, you're doing what is right by your own ice. Ice is what? Part of the body. So you have to be born again. In other words, flesh without God will do what is right in the eyes of the flesh. Do you understand? That's not what Jesus did. He, that's why he had to take a body without sin. He says, you, in Acts 1.8, you'll all go there. He says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Yes? So that means what? No longer... Are you guided by your flesh? That's why you need to sharpen your axe. So the spirit is willing and it is able. You understand? The flesh—it's weak, yes—to listen was weak before to listen to the spirit, but now because you're born again and you have the power, you empower that flesh to listen to your born again spirit. So had the disciples been born again at the time they were in the garden of Gethsemane, they would have stayed up because what? They could have prayed through the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying they should have been born again. I'm just saying had they been born again. You see the difference, yes? In Acts 10, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Yes? So the Holy Spirit makes all the difference. That's why you need to sharpen your axe. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I always quote this. In fact, as part of the ministry. In Romans 15, 13, it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit in your life, you cannot be a son of God because all the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. You can do an umpteen number of things, but they mean nothing. They will not satisfy your soul. Do you understand? Once you have the Holy Spirit in you, everything changes. Let's go to Proverbs 11. I want you to understand this this principle. 1 to 4, yes? So it's dishonest scales... Are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. He continues there. Yeah? Do you understand? Are we using dishonest scales when it comes to God? Do you know what it meant by dishonest scales? Suppose you have a weight that says 1 kg, but it says on the outside 1 kg, yes, but it's not exactly 1 kg, it's 800 grams. When you put that on one side of the scale and the other, the person who is buying any goods, say vegetables, is buying, is he getting 1 kg or is he getting 800 grams? But he's thinking he's getting one kg. Therefore the scale is dishonest. You understand? That's why one kg should be one kg. You understand what I'm saying, yeah? This is an abomination to the Lord. So are we doing the same thing to the Lord? Remember, flesh without God does what is right, yes? You understand? Earlier I spoke about a mixer as an example. Audio mixer. You have an insert. And you have an aux. When you have an insert, whatever sound comes in, goes through the insert. it compression or delay, you have no choice. You understand? And it's, it's part of the your sound, signal chain. But if you have it separately on a bus you can control it how much by a variable by a volume gauge how much of the signal goes to that. Suppose that effect unit is God. Is he an insert in your life or is he an ox? When you need him you turn up the volume when you don't need him you turn it off. declare so this is what the flesh does this is something that we all need to answer checking our hearts are we using God as a grocery store as a convenience store or is he part and parcel of our life do we live for him in Psalm 52, verse 8, it says, I'm like a green olive tree in the house of the Lord. I trust in the mercy of God forever. You can read from 6 to 9, yes? But that's what you're meant to be. You trust in God. You get all your nutrients from God. He blesses you. Am I clear? Yes? forever and ever. Yes? You trust in God. Here's the a, here's a thing. On Sunday, I'm telling you the principles. They are from the Word of God. During Bible study, I'll give you the scriptures. But you need to understand this. Remember, the insert and the Side chain. Yeah, do you understand? Or the ox in the mixture. What God wants is complete surrender. It is called Ola in Hebrew. That which ascends. What ascends? When you have a burnt offering, everything is burned. Everything is burned, And what ascends, sense, the smoke ascends. What is left, what remains, ashes. So whatever you have, you're supposed to offer it to God as a burnt offering. Unless a seed dies, it will not germinate. It will not bear fruit. Do you understand what I'm saying, yes? That is called ola. It's a burned offering. Literally, you can say it went up in smoke. Yes? There was nothing remaining, only ashes. That is what Christ did. You understand? This is what Jesus actually did. If you go to Isaiah 61, verse 3, it says... You don't have to turn there. I'll give you all the scriptures. Isaiah 61 verse 3. You can watch all the recording all if you want. It says, He'll give you beauty for ashes. Where are these ashes from? Is it, remember, I gave an example of all our dreams burned up in ashes. But imagine these ashes are there as a burnt offering. Only God can turn those ashes into something beautiful, yes? You understand? But you have to give to God completely. If it got burned on some other thing, that's your problem. You understand, yes? But still, God is able to do what is committed to him. Same thing with Noah. What did he do after the flood? He came out and he gave a burned offering to the Lord. Completely surrendering to him. Yes? Let's all turn our Bible to Philippians 18 to 20. We're famous for quoting Philippians 19, saying that God will supply all my needs. But it says what? Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Ephraim the thing sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in, in glory by Christ Jesus. Yes, so here there is a sweet-smelling aroma. There is a sacrifice that is acceptable to God that was made and it was well-pleasing and the pleased God will supply all your needs. That's why when you delight in the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart. You cannot buy God with your tithes and offerings. You cannot bribe God also. you got to please Him. When you are pleasing to Him and you are acceptable to Him, you become a fragrance of Christ. In 2 Corinthians 2, 15-16 it says, We are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved. So you understand how we become the fragrance, the aroma of Christ. You understand? We are are totally sold to God. I'm talking about the body. That means with the body we sin. But it starts in our soul because Jesus said if you call your brother raka you already committed what murder murder is basically destroying somebody's body yes but it starts where in the soul do you understand in the soul that's called a premeditated murder do you understand There is manslaughter and accidental death and all that. But do do you understand what I'm saying? Yes? That is why the New Testament holds a higher standard. Because it involves our soul. And it comes because we are connected with our spirit. Which is born again to God. So we have to renew our mind. Constantly. Remember, faith comes by hearing. It's a present tense. Let's go to Romans 12, 1 and 2. This I beseech you, and that means I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. That means your bodies are alive, no? Yes. When you are alive you are to present your bodies to whom to God as a living sacrifice holy that means set apart This is something you need to pray for in your life holiness being set apart being being right with God not being defiled it's not impossible. The world is it's impossible. But if it was impossible, then God would have said it's impossible. But by the Spirit, all things are possible. Why? Because this is the Holy Spirit. And with God, all things are possible. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you move by faith. It says, you, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. You understand? Now, what is acceptable to God is a burnt offering, yes? All the offering, all, everything you offer to God. But it is your reasonable service, what? That you present your bodies as a living sacrifice that is holy, yes? I'll speak more about this later. Remind me about this because we need to understand, yes? And do not be conformed to this world. That means what? This world will lead you away from that separation, from that holiness. And if it does that, it says, but be transformed by the renewing of, of your mind by the word of God that you may understand and prove What is a good and perfect, and acceptable and perfect will of God? This is all one. Yes, you understand. But you need to renew your mind with the Word of God. You understand? Just being a Christian is not going to save you from hell. Just knowing about Christ is not going to save you from hell. What saves you from hell is Jesus Christ and Him alone and following Him and doing that by your Spirit. By the Spirit that God gives. You understand? So You are no longer separated from God Your soul is not vanquished. You do not suffer from depression. You have depression. That means you are away from God. Get back to God. Or go to a church and seek help. They will help you get back to God. You understand? Michael use a bathroom upstairs here. Yeah? Am I clear on what I'm saying? There should be no excuses whatsoever for us being down. Whatever this situation is, God has a solution. For example, yesterday, now you were aware of my walking stick yeah yes I knew put it behind the curtain like it is behind the curtain where I sleep which is a reasonable thing to do yes because it's out of the way when I'm not using it it's there but I told her that is cumbersome for me so I prayed to the Lord I said Lord where can I fit this because in my mind, there's an attachment that you can put on the onto the wall, and then you can put it there. Do you understand all that? But then the Lord clearly showed me there's a space in the switches that I can hang, and that's what I did. For everything, even the simplest thing, the Lord has a solution. There is no excuse. For us to be depressed, down, and out. If you come to me, I'll tell you, yes, I will pray. But you need to renew your mind in the Word of God. Without that, we are all dead. I had to sharpen my axe before I minister, I had to be filled. I had to have my own filling because I had to have my breakfast. First, yes, spiritually, I'm talking. Do you understand? And on top of that, my cup runs over. Do you understand? Now, for example, we're on page seven. I have can, I have a, notes up to page twelve, but the Lord tells me to stop. All of you said, "Thank God." Huh? You're supposed to be not laugh eh? my wife is laughing you understand yes so I did this once when I was preaching earlier the Lord, the Lord told me to stop preaching I said to the Lord I am not done yet so, I continued preaching After a while, it felt like I had sandpaper in my mouth. I finished my talk. And I was like, I went to the pastor because I was not a church. He said, the Lord told you to get off the stage at one point, yes? Like, yes. You should stop right there when the Lord told you. Because after that, nothing happened. Then I went back to the Lord and I said, Lord, against you, you only advise Then the Lord did what he had to do. So same thing here now. I have a lot of good good things I could preach on. Oh. But the Lord told me, "Now this is the time to end this. Yes? The church said, Amen, yes? Because of this, because of the separation from God in our spirit, and because of the vanquished soul, and because our body responds to what the soul says. Remember, the spirit is dead. I'm talking about the person who is not born again. Who was born. I'm talking about the sons of Adam, right after the fall of man. Because Jesus came much later in the fullness of time, yes? Because of that, you had the flood of Noah. Because, they, because man was made for something spiritual, something more. We, we have a constant need to be entertained in our mind. And the world fulfills that need to be entertained by television, by all the programs we see. And it caters to the flesh also. So whatever the entertainment that takes you away from God, is not from God, is it? You understand? But because of all this, we had the flood of Noah at Noah's time. And after that, what? The Tower of Babel. Because man did not want God to do the flood of Noah again and separate all men. Man wanted to unite without God and build a tower. You understand that it was the Tower of Babel, yes? So then God came down, destroyed what man has made and abandoned mankind in general. But chose one man through whose tribe Jesus would come. Then you have Sodom and Gomorrah as a result of man doing what is right in his own eyes. So we're going to study about that maybe next week. And the Lord leads. That is the flood of Noah, the Tower of Babel, the destruction. Of Sodom and Gomorrah. Why? There, those events are important, and how they still affect us. You're born again; they still affect you. If you're not, if your mind is not renewed, If your axe is not sharpened. You understand, because. Paul was born again when he wrote to the Romans, yes. But he said, what? Well, I do the things I don't want to do. You understand? But who saves him? Christ does. You understand? Just like that. You need to understand what the good news really is. Not just the Old Testament alone. It's a new covenant you understand that this is very difficult for us to understand because we are all performance oriented. We are all punishment oriented. Do you understand? For example, I told Michelle or who did I tell not you, Rachel? Rachel, yeah, not to kick the table. Then I asked Mikhail whether he kicked the table. What did he do? Immediately, felt contempt. Obviously he didn't get that from Charles. So he got that from whom? Anju. Why? That's the transference that happened because Anju was performance oriented before. Do you understand? I'm ta- I'm using that as an example, but it concerns all of us. Do you understand? Same thing with me. When I started the ministry, a lot of young people came from different churches. I said, go back to your churches. Go back to your churches. I'm not into sheep stealing at all. Go back. Your pastor prays for you. You understand? If I had received those young people, they would this house would not be enough. that hall would not be enough you understand then men of God told me why don't you have a concert why don't you do something like that you can attract the lost because here I'm saying no to the saved yes now attracting the lost so I went to the Lord because yes I could have a concert yes with a smoke machine called Satan yes Smoke machines are called. The company is called Satan. Yeah, I bound that and it exploded right in front of my face. Yeah, it happened. Anyway, that's another story. But the Lord said, "No, don't have a concert. I'll bring you the people that you need to disciple in Christ. My disciples. You understand?" So. I needed to go by his approval, not by man's approval. My flesh wanted to do so many things, capable of doing so many things. At least he was. Do you understand? When now it is, it will be year more. Amen. But say amen. Yeah, uh, but do, do you understand? Yes. But we need to follow after God. We need to be that burnt offering. The Lord is looking for people like that. Whom He can trust. If He gives you a crow, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to splurge it on what you think you ought to have? Or are you going to use it for His kingdom? Are you faithful? with a little that's how you'll be faithful with many long time ago when I used to have only one room in my house in Choice Park I should to tell Anu if you're faithful to this room God will give you a bigger place because that is the principle God has done that you understand so whatever you have be faithful to that I can complain to God and say I only have 25-30 people I should have had 2,000-3,000 people or something like that once I was complaining about this a long time ago the Lord said if you had 3,000 people your phone will be ringing off the hook would you answer every call? I said no. There you go. I've given you what you can handle. You understand? You you know what I'm saying? Because I know pastors who are allergic to their phones. Yet they buy new phones, but they're allergic. Every time the phone rings, they cringe. You understand? Even on they try to put it on silent mode, but the, you can't reach them ever. But 2 Timothy Tutu says what? Teach others who can teach others. It's a personal relationship. You do you understand? That's why I remain accessible. And who I can't reach, who can reach? They're clear. Yes. So so you have understood this, yes? We no longer are separated from God. There is no reason for our soul to be thoroughly defeated. And if we are born again and we re- renew our mind and sharpen our axe, our body will respond to the spirit. This is a work in progress. You understand? Just because that person drinks Uh aha you don't you don't throw the bible at them you understand but in the heart that person could be deceived into saying okay drinking is okay or maybe they know that drinking is bad but they can't help it could be empty number of reasons bad company corrupts good morals or it could be much thing called anxiety all this the Lord has a solution in the word you understand but just because they don't have that solution and it's not real to them you don't condemn them do you understand that you reach out to them the best you can with the knowledge that you have that is the good news with the good news that Jesus saves you and he doesn't condemn you provided you are after the Spirit, not walking according to the flesh. Is that clear? Am I clear in what I say? Yeah. And without Christ, we can do nothing. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you were blessed with our Sunday sermon from the Coaching Lampstand. See you next week. God bless you.